Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. My name is Elise. My name is Chin. And we are the hosts of Elise in Wonderland. This is a show for those curious about the world, travel, culture, and new perspectives. Astronomer Carl Sagan once said that if you want to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first create the universe. What he was alluding to was that habit we have of forgetting just how complex our world really is. We forget that a lot has happened in our universe in order to arrive at the apple pie. Laws of nature, physics, chemistry, and evolution have all brought us to this moment now. Why am I getting so philosophical? <laughs> well, today we are talking Astronomy 101 with our guests, Kathy and Tien. Welcome. Hey, hello. It's <laughs> a lot of hand clapping going on. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into this amazing topic of deep space and astronomy mm. and uh, your lovely interests, passions, and hobbies, uh, we're going to do a quick roundtable on how our weeks have been. And it looks like it's been a really busy week for everyone. Mm. So Jin, tell us about how your week has been. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned last week, we had a super cron Saturday. We had a booth. It's called a leaf box. Basically, it's a box opened for everyone, so you can get shade and you can get some electricity there. Um, mm -hmm. Elise brought in candies from different countries. That mm -hmm. was really popular. We sold out, and there were over two hundred twenty thousand visitors on Not the event. Not just us. Not so just us for the entire Supercrawl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was. I think Elise can more detail about that. Um, the other thing is, I kind of got into investment now. <laughs> You know, um, good for you, Jen. But then it's difficult becoming a real adult. <laughs> well, it's difficult because I don't know the system in Canada. I know mm. how it works in Korea, so I have to study TFSA, RRSP, or GIC. Okay, I don't understand fun. how it works, and I'm kidding. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking we, I can have a show one time oh. to international students how you can invest your eight thousand um, tuition fee every semester. Well, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So are things set up differently then yeah. in Korea? Yeah. Different names or different systems? Different system, different rules and policies. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Well, good for you. You made <laughs> some <you>. investments. <laughs> Sounds like a really fun week that then got really serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. To you? Um, back to me. So the Supercrawl was great. I just want to do a shout out to Leafbox. Actually, some alumni that we know from uh, Mohawk College actually created this business. It was, one of, uh, it was a business, business proposal that they made in one of their programs. And now they have... Uh, this company Leafbox. So if anyone is looking for kind of event solutions, um, yeah, it's like a mm. mobile box that has solar power and uh, it's a really good uh, company to support. They're great people. That's my little shout out. Mm -hmm. If you guys are listening out there. Um, yes, the candies were from Nations. Uh, <laughs> downtown in Jackson Square. Are you guys familiar with Nations? Yeah. Is it the guava candies that you really like? or? Oh, my God. I love those. But they had, they had like chia seed jello. Wow. They had like some different candies from but it wasn't mostly really, Asian countries. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't oh really God, hot. It was the best day. candy. I, I think some jello was melt. 
because oh. it was too hot yeah. outside. Yeah, it was really hot that day for some reason. Mm-hmm. I melted also. <laughs> Jen and I were dying. Yeah. Um, my week was also busy. We were at Supercrawl, and it was a great event and really nice to see. I always forget the streets seem so empty in Hamilton until event, an event like this happens, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there's so many people that actually yeah. live here. Yep. Canadian culture for you. Everyone stays inside. Um, I'm planning a trip to Greece with some students uh, to a refugee camp. And so I had to get vaccinations. That was fun. Um, But I also wanted to let folks know that uh, if you want to contribute to a fundraiser that these students are uh, doing currently to raise funds for a Ritzona refugee camp, um, the the people in this camp need black leggings uh, for the winter months there. Mm -hmm. So if you have any black leggings, please drop them off at room J137 at the Federal Campus at Mohawk College. Um, And we're gonna be campaigning. So all of our students in this group will be bringing those over later in October. Very nice. I also was supposed to go to Durham College (laughs) today, but there was a big blackout apparently all over the city, and so they weren't able to show me. They have this technology called the Global Class there, which is interesting for our Mm. listeners that might want to know more about international education. But this is basically catered to classrooms. You know, not everyone can afford to go on global trips. A lot of colleges can't fund these programs for everyone. And Mm -hmm. so they actually Skype in classrooms from all over the world and in this global classroom. So they have a new whole setup. Um, Durham College is doing a great job at promoting Mm -hmm. international ed. That was all my news from the week. Um, What about you guys? You go first? Can I go first? <laughs> <laughs> you go first? Okay, um, well, obviously, went to Supercross as well. Um, met some great friends, haven't seen in a very long time. Nice. We're all giving mm. each other the big hugs, a lot of screams, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, got together with my professor, and we talked about, um, so there's a um, toy drive that mm. my uh, professor does every single year for the past decade. His name's Wayne Aubert, uh, from the McKeel School of Business, mm-hmm. and uh, rounds up all the students, hypes up everyone, <laughs> because I want to go out there, um, you know, raise some money for mm-hmm. um, kids in impoverished uh, areas that don't have too much. Uh, for example, um, one of the places that, the, that it targets is like Hess Street School, and it kind of hits home because I grew up here. Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, we have a visitor in the someone? station. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hi there. How are you? Hello. Hello. You're live on air. Hello. Yeah. Hello, live on air. <laughs> yeah, right? Should uh, we get another chair? Sure. Grab yeah. Chair? yeah. Uh, Will you use this mic here? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you want to introduce yourself quickly? I, I am Professor Sabatino Parise. Yes. And I, I'm the. Uh, another chair. Wait, it's the mic, sir. Yeah. Facilitator for for the astronomy club. Amazing! Uh, I had no idea staff. you were coming. Well, welcome. Somebody welcome. from the staff in order to make this an astronomy club uh, official. So yeah. Here Perfect. Yeah. Great. We'll have a seat. He was good enough to ask me. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> took me a little while, and I finally said yes. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Full house today. Yes, we got Super a full house. house. Yay! <laughs> so. Uh, before we get into the Astronomy Club, we're just talking about a few updates from the folks around the table. So for those of you who have extra toys around Christmas time, mm-hmm. have fun, instead of buying something for yourself, um, think of those in our Hamilton and in our community that are in need. And please 
check out the toy drive from the McKeel School of Business. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Kathy? Um, I've been busy, but also kind of like, it's kind of like the busy where you're really busy, but you don't really know that time's passing. So you're like, wait, what did I do again? <laughs> but we, like everyone else, I did end up going to Super Crawl. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody actually activated bear mace in one of the art rooms and my friend was in there so he got bear maced which was oh. really bad i hadn't i had not heard that yeah, that's awful it, it's crazy and he was like i don't know why or how but all of a sudden there's just bear mace in the area and then i got sprayed and i was like oh wow and he's like yeah i had to go to an emergency for a bit just to oh. get it off and everything so hopefully he does he's doing okay <laughs> um after that i think mm. I think I'm just preparing for this weekend because BTS is coming this weekend. <laughs> and I know Jin and his wife really love BTS. Uh, I don't. <laughs> well, his wife really yes. loves BTS, so I'm really excited for that. He's, they are okay. enemy of a man. We're going to get into BTS <laughs> before... Taking all the girls are over the world. <laughs> We're going to get into BTS in just a minute. I have to stop you guys because mm-hmm. this is I know it's going to turn into a crazy conversation. Um, so let's kick off the introduction to the Astronomy Club then and with our lovely additional guest. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about um, what is the Astronomy Club at Mohawk College? How did it get its start? And why did we start an, an Astronomy Club here? Well, I think this this question is best asked of, of uh, Kathy. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I really just wanted to make a club at Mohawk College. Yeah. Because like, I didn't really get involved during high school, so I thought it was a good opportunity to get involved in post-secondary. So then I made an astronomy club, and then I found that Salvatino really likes astronomy. Mm -hmm. So then we created the club together, and pretty much it's just a club to get together to talk about astronomy. But a a lot of things I find with a lot of our members is that they don't really have that great of an astronomy background, mm-hmm. so they're always le- learning more things when they join our club. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the main purpose of it. So that's wonderful. <laughs> so what are what are, are who do you see that comes out um, that wants to join this club? Is it just people that just have a passion or an interest in it? Are they hobbyists? Are they what kind of people are interested in joining the club? I think it's a mix of both. So a lot uh-huh. of it. Our club members are beginners in astronomy, so they always want to kind of learn about like how to properly stargaze, how to properly operate telescopes, and just more about space. Mm-hmm. But we do have the, I guess, the extremist hobbyists who actually know a lot of their stuff, mm-hmm. but they like to stay behind the scenes and stuff. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we get a cross section of all the faculties here yeah. at the college from from yeah. all over, not not just the engineering mm-hmm. side, but from all over, even the law. You can imagine that even from the law side. And they even teach me a couple of things during that <laughs> class. So I, I also teach physics here at the college, and, uh, and I have a large interest in what goes on out there in the stars, uh, those of, of you that have been in my physics class. And so for those individuals in the club who are really more into it and they want to talk about various things like mm-hmm. dark matter, some, something Kathy is really passionate about, mm-hmm. and I sort of help in and go in with some of that technical stuff but it's all basically fun. It isn't you're know, going to get tested or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It's strictly fun. And TN comes up with some really good games for this at the time. <laughs> but if I can go back a little bit. If sure, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Kathy, Kathy started with us a, a year ago. Uh-huh. And she came into my metrology class, later on into my, my physics class as well. And she was at that time looking for someone to from on the, the, the sponsor her on, on the, the salary side. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
when I first met her, I thought this is one bubbly little lady. She's really, really hyper. She, I, she, I think, I think she's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I joined in, and, and you know what? I, I was right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was right, Kat. Your suspicions Kat. were confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she, she's very much alive. She gets in, involved into a lot of things, and, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about uh, as time goes on here. And, and then, uh, then there was Tian, who introduced me to a Tian, and Tian is the the fun guy in the group. <laughs> I'm more the uh, the physicist and technical guy. <laughs> Kathy likes to organize, man. Then Tian, he, he comes up with some of the. A lot of the very good games that we do. If you, it's okay mm -hmm. if we talk about those for a minute? Yeah. Sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> Let's talk about what you do. I'm sort of winging it here. No, that's okay. No that's okay. I'm happy to promote the, yeah. the club as I do in all my classes here as well. You know? mm -hmm. It seems like you guys are a power mm -hmm. trio. You have all the bases covered. <laughs> Let's talk about the games. And because you're here as a sponsor, why don't we also, Tian, talk a little bit about how you create a club and get, you know, these mics are really loud, <laughs> how you create a club with the MSA, because I know we were interested in that too. Yeah, so um, so first of all, like I, I really think that it's a great opportunity for us to have this club. I think with Kathy's passion into it, it's, it's really what sparks and how it, it first got started. Uh, Sabatino, Although he, he says he's no fun, but he's a lot of fun. <laughs> he <laughs> seems like a fun guy, yeah. yeah right? He's a boss man. Yeah. Boss man. Nice. <laughs> right? We have, we have security come to our club meetings. Yeah. <laughs> he has to tone it down too many times. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, so like, um, so I mean, at, at first, like for, for the clubs, uh, we got mm -hmm. uh, a chance to um, get into clubs by when I was actually part of a student rep program. Nice. And what's cool about the student rep program was that, uh, it's it's an important way for you to connect, you know, with the MSA, kind of know what it's all about and stuff like that, and um, be able to meet up with a director under your umbrella. So being technology, um, director of community urban studies, or business, or uh, liberal, study, liberal studies, sorry. And what's what's really cool about that is that you know you meet up once a month, you get all that experience, you're accountable for a lot of things, mm -hmm. um, and essentially you are able to kind of put that on your resume, your CCR. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. um, it's it's really participating as much as possible within the school. Mm -hmm. I don't know, meet some awesome people. Like for example, I got to meet Sabatino through mm -hmm. Kathy. <laughs> um, uh, and, and you know the first me, yeah. And you know the first time we met. That, that's when I got my first cell phone, if you can go figure it. Finally got oh, it. And I needed help <laughs> with myself, my A5 2016, uh, 2017, A5. Uh -huh. And TN was there next to me, and we're trying to do some games, and I'm trying to, trying to un understand my little cell phone here, mm -hmm. me, me being more of a physicist right, rather than you know technology the guy. And, and Tian helped me out with that, and the stuff that he taught me, he said, oh, so that, that's how it works. So it, it all actually worked out quite well on that first day that we, uh, we had that first meeting. You know, it was good. Mm -hmm. For sure. And honestly, like, the people inside the club, they reciprocate with these games so well. And I always say that like, it's a group of friends getting together. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you don't want to drown it down by having another class. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the last thing you want to have at the end of the day. So that's why we started sparking like, a hoot games and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, Kathy came up with a great idea to have like, a paint party mm -hmm. cool. and stuff like that and ever and also like we had like a potluck and it's like those various things that really bond us together and that's the reason why we have so many students from various sectors of the school coming together and that's really really important that's great mm -hmm. i yeah. find it's really difficult to form a community sometimes especially when you're here a couple years then you're transitioning out 
um, it's really nice that you guys uh, have been able to find a community of like-minded individuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for telling me uh, some more information about how you get involved and what your club is all about. Why don't we move on a little bit and talk about, we have a couple of um, really interesting facts about the history of today, actually, as they relate to space. Did you guys know? That don't look at the script. <laughs> Did you guys know that in 1963 today, John F. Kennedy actually proposed a joint Soviet mission to the moon to reduce the duplication of efforts um, between the Russian government and the USA? Of course, Khrushchev then rejected this offer, <laughs> and as a result, USA went to the moon themselves for the first time. That actually happened today. John F. Kennedy proposed. Mm -hmm. They do that together. Um, there's also an interesting National Astronomy Day coming up on October 13th. Yeah. What's that all about? You want to take this one? I guess astronomers just celebrating astronomy throughout the whole entire world. Maybe I'll set up like a like a booth if it's on a Wednesday. Mm. Maybe I'll set up a booth and then have like astronomy and then scribble it out and write astrology <laughs> and just have like an astrology booth for pretend but yeah pretty much i guess I, i'm not entirely sure what the star formation will be on that night but if you have a chance to go outside to just take a look at the stars and the moon and just you know just bond with nature i think that would be a pretty good thing to do to celebrate astronomy day mm -hmm. Anything else? What do you think, Sabatino? Oh, well, this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You learn something yeah, new every day. I also learned something new that I can't. Uh, that, that the U.S. actually tried to come up, get together with Russia to go to the moon together. Weird, right? This, in 1963, yeah. this is at a time when the U.S. was was actually chasing down uh, communists yeah. within the U.S. I thought this was uh, definitely a no-no. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He tried. He tried. <laughs> it didn't work. Yes, yeah, yeah. It would uh, be good if the, if the world would get together right. towards a space thing and, and do things together, like the International Space Station, yeah. you know, and, and combine our efforts. That would be a, a good thing yeah. overall, because really, you know, it's just one planet. Right. And Less about just, which country gets their flag on it yeah. first. Well, on the other hand, but All the, uh, if you're competitive, then you sometimes get achieve more when you're rivals, right? Mm. Maybe that is in a good way. Keep each other competitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. All right, so we're going to get into BTS. Um, <laughs> guys, this has nothing to do with astronomy, but yeah. briefly, mm -hmm. ta let's explain. Um, I, I think I saw BTS this morning in the, the Hamilton Spectator. It's, yeah. it's a group of, chil of uh, children. <laughs> is it a singing group? Is it BTS? Yeah. K something? K kids or K something? K <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Korean K-pop, Korean pop group. So think of like a really, really popular um, uh, singer-songwriter or something. Mm -hmm. Here, it's like a, an equivalent dance group. Yeah, tell us about can, for the fans of BTS because mm -hmm. I'm I'm not familiar either. <laughs> Kelly's freaking out. <laughs> tell us about BTS, why you love yeah. them, and about the upcoming show and everything in about one minute, and then we're gonna get. To the song, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there's just too much to talk about. Um, so originally they were actually supposed to go to Toronto, but I think what I've heard is that all the Toronto venues were kind of sold out, so then they had to move to Hamilton. But Hamilton's not that known for their concert, so BTS coming to Hamilton is just like the whole next thing. So you don't understand. Like I was telling them earlier that I bought a light stick. 
Originally, it's 55 USD, but in Canadian, that comes up to around $80 Canadian. So I just bought a nice light stick that glows up for $80. For $80 for BTS. For BTS. I have all their albums and everything as well, and it usually comes to around like $120. So yeah, we're read that article yeah, I think you should watch out that she will create a BTS club in Moha. I know. <laughs> so why are they so popular? I don't well, know. It's so just... I did a little bit of research. I don't like them either because <laughs> my wife likes them. <laughs> so BTS. There's a rivalry there. Yeah, BTS wins the Top Social Artist Award at 2017 and 2018 at Billboard um, Music Award, which mm -hmm. is huge deal and over 300 million votes. Wow. And they're coming to Hamilton tonight and this weekend? Yeah, so I saw an article that people are lining up from yesterday night to get a general um, tickets. Which the tickets actually sold out in a matter of minutes, yeah. which goes to show how popular they actually are. It was hard getting a ticket, so... The ticket, I think we went on either June or May, I'm not telling you, I think it was May. But the tickets were one day sale only at like 4 o'clock on May the 10th or something. And then I had, I was here at Moha College, I had two desktops, <laughs> three laptops, four phones, and then another phone Tien's as well. shaking his head. And like, I tried all nonsense? at the same time at 4 p.m., refreshed all of them, and I was stuck in line for 30 minutes to get a ticket. I ended up not getting a ticket at all. It sold out in the mere seconds. Wow, and then I had to buy it from later on stuff like mm. that which cost me a very pretty penny yeah i bet so we got good seats and hopefully i'm really excited for this for this club okay <laughs> for so let's get into our song i have a feeling this conversation can go on for very long so let's <laughs> chat behind the scenes um this is euphoria by bts and this is our welcome for bts to hamilton welcome bts if you're listening out there and all bts fans please enjoy it we'll be back in a few minutes on elise in wonderland Hello everyone and welcome back to Elise in Wonderland. It's 5.25 p.m. and we are talking to Kathy and Tian and our new guest, Mr. D'Agostino. Sabatino. Sabatino. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have a chance to write your name down. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit more about astronomy. So can you guys tell me, in a 101 version, what is astronomy? The study of space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> so why do, you, why do you think it's important that people know more about astronomy? I think, I think it's just fun to learn more about astronomy. I mean, the way I got into it, in a sense, is that the world and the universe is just so vast and so big. And then once you start thinking of it like that, you'll think, oh, wow, I'm just an ant in this entire mm -hmm. universe. And then all your problems just disappear. Mm -hmm. But I guess that might be a, a philosophical way to think of it. Well, I, in astronomy, I always got to put a little physics towards it. You of know? course. When, and when astronomers look up in the sky, they're, they're not looking into today, they're looking into the past. Mm -hmm. So as you, the further out you look into the sky, the further you look into the past, and then which, which in turn, many physicists and, and other astronomers and others, they, they then de determine, well, let's see how our planet then has formed mm -hmm. and, and we became being the, the way the, the planet is today by looking into the past in, into, uh, into outer space mm. and then projecting that to us and saying, ah, oh, that's, that's how the planet, uh, planet Earth has formed. You know? And I think the big thing today for astronomers is looking for mm -hmm. uh, alien life. 
or life forms or water. And those of you who have been in my physics class, you know I talk about this often. Mm. And it's, it's another reason why astronomers are, are really today more more so than than in the past because the, the equipment we have today with with the uh, the Hubble telescope and others, they go, it goes much more deeper in the space. And they can get much more detailed in, mm. in trying to find those other beings that might be out there. Amazing. Astronomy has become more popularized in our, in our culture in general, um, with celebrities like Carl Sagan, Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do you guys have someone you idolize who's made astronomy um, interesting to you or more popular? I think definitely Bill Nye the science guy. Mm -hmm. He's like my childhood hero. <laughs> Because I remember all throughout elementary school, whenever there was like a science video we'd have to watch, it would usually be Bill Nye's science video. And I just, that theme song is just so addicting. Bill! 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 Bill, 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 Bill <laughs> so yeah, I think he's probably my celebrity, as well as Chris Hadfield, the first Canadian astronaut as well, which mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How about you? I think it would probably be Bill Nye as well. Obviously, who, Go ahead. who doesn't like love Bill Nye, right? Um, and the fact that like um, he still has a show today, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's still relevant and, and talking about the environment and whatnot, which is really awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. What about you, Sabatino? Do you have um, uh, a physicist or someone? A physicist, yes, I do. Actually, you, you talked about these are the, the superstars. Yeah. In, in astronomy, the, the one that actually I, I prefer to talk about the most, and, and I do often in, in physics, that, that gets me interested, uh -huh. is uh, a little guy named Sir Isaac Newton, from way back it. in the time. <laughs> and this gentleman, if you got to think back in 1676, he looked up in the sky and he came up with a little thing that we now call gravity. Hmm. And you got to got to imagine back then and the. the it didn't have what we call light pollution today. So he's able to go up there and actually stands there in the forest somewhere and, and look up and he's able to see all of those stars. Things that we can't see here in Hamilton, Toronto. Mm -hmm. However, if you go up into the mountains, uh, I guess the Rocky Mountains where I was at one time in the dark and you look up, you can reach up and touch those stars. These are the things that uh, Isaac Newton was able to look at. And just by looking, he came up with what one theory here of uh, of gravity, so that's that's really what interested me from way back in the day, Mr. Newton. Yeah, Sir Isaac oh. Newton. Yes. <laughs> so, what is one fact about space or the universe that blows your mind that you just need to share? I think everything blows my mind. <laughs> I'm still trying to comprehend what's going on in the realm of the universe because everything could totally be different on a different planet. Because if you think about it, we only know about us on earth yeah. right what if it's totally different on a different planet what if there's a parallel universe what if i was a dude in the parallel universe it just <laughs> yeah i guess that blows my mind anything just the vast options mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah definitely like even like uh i remember we made one of our games and we were looking up facts for it and the fact that there's like a hundred million stars out there each with their own planets rotating on it and it, that's that still to comprehend something like that mm. it's insane and the fact that like when we look out into space like we're seeing the past and how long will it take for us to to get to those stars is something that always plays my mind mm -hmm. yeah. where about you oh wow where do where do i begin to look up, look <laughs> up in the space dark matter as kathy said <laughs> kathy just loves yeah. dark can you explain matters. dark yeah, matter for our listeners 
Dar- pardon? Can you explain dark matter for our listeners in simple terms? In, in simple terms, yeah, I guess I, I can try dark, dark matter. It's not, it's not that uh, difficult a concept. Mm. What, what, sci- what astronomers have done that they, they look past using the, uh, the Hubble telescope, actually dark matter came up around the 1930s mm-hmm. when they were discovering uh, the atoms or the, the various elements that, that, that we have around this part. The atom was being discovered around the 1900s, early 1900s, 1910, 1920s. Mm-hmm. In the 1930s, they were discovering other elements in our periodic table, but it wasn't quite, quite completely full yet. And when they looked up in the sky and, and other elements within the atoms, is, is really what I should be saying. They were looking for uh, sub, subatomic particles around the 1930s. That's really what I, what I should be saying. And, and they were discovering different subatomic particles other than the electrons and the, and the protons that we know of. And then they knew by, by discovering these others that there must be a few extras. So when they looked up in the sky, and they, they did, by, by using calculations of uh, mass and energy, they were looking at uh, uh, galaxies, and they, they, maybe they, they made a calculation in the galaxy and says, it is expanding at a specific rate. And using Isaac Newton's laws of gravity and some other equations they had, mm-hmm. they couldn't explain why these uh, these galaxies are ex- expanding at the rate they are using the current gravity information that, that they had at the time. And so at mm-hmm. the, the uh, scientists of that day said to themselves, there must be some other particle out there mm-hmm. in space, some mm-hmm. other piece of matter that we don't know about yet that is causing this expansion, which we can't seem to calculate, which doesn't quite fit our Newtonian math- mathematics to the day. So they, because they didn't know what that particle was, and they knew that they were discovering new particles within the atom, they gave it a name, and that name was dark matter. Mm-hmm. So they, and they Sounds figured, one sinister. day in the future, we're going to discover this particle, even though we don't know what it is, and we'll mm-hmm. give it another name at that time. Yeah. But for the time being, to explain the, what we're observing, we'll call it dark matter. Mm-hmm. To this day, no one has discovered dark matter. It, it is still a mystery. Mm-hmm. This day. Mm-hmm. Um, were you guys uh, very interested and excited by the new SpaceX news this last week? Which one was that? They've come up with all kinds of I know. news all the time. <laughs> so, what are they up to now? The one I was um, following was the announcement for SpaceX plans for a, f- a passenger plane, which would take people for the moon and Mars. It's called BFR. Big Falcon rocket, <laughs> and uh, its first passenger was announced, Yusaku Mezawa. He is a um, billionaire fashion guru from Japan, and he, I guess, helped funded this project. So there will be a passenger plane slated to go to the moon in 2023. He funded a large part of the con- conception and the engineering of this um, passenger plane, which is being built, and he bought all of the seats. And so he wants to, sorry, if you guys were planning on getting on that flight. (laughs) I was like, wow. Yeah. So he plans, he's planning a project called Dear Moon, hashtag Dear Moon, (laughs) um, where he wants to bring eight artists into space with him um, and commission pieces from them after their visit Mm -hmm. to the moon. So architects, poets, musicians, um, engineers, and yeah. And he mentioned that he wants to see how artists changing their uh, mind and inspiration by seeing the moon outside of the, the space and seeing the, the earth outside of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Yeah. This, this is SpaceX, Elon Musk yeah. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
crazy though. Uh, He's a visionary. I give him that. He's definitely a visionary. But if you think about it, like regular people going to space is a big challenge too. Mm -hmm. Because like to even Mm -hmm. be an astronaut is like they know a lot of stuff and what goes wrong, and like you have to be. As like an artist or a person, you have to be physically fit mm-hmm. just so that space doesn't damage mm-hmm. any of your tissues and muscle- muscles and stuff like that mm. as well. And like if something goes wrong, I would hope they have an astronaut or at least an engineer that's knowledgeable of the yeah. kind of vehicle they're going in or the rocket. I don't know. There must be someone piloting this. Or, that's what I'm yeah. thinking as well. Or else if it goes wrong and you just have like eight regular people <laughs> stranded out in space. It'd be interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, so would you, would you, if you had the option of taking a seat on this flight, things could go wrong, <laughs> would you go? This is a flight to the moon. The, the moon. Mm-hmm. Would I go? Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. To the moon and back? Absolutely. That That's doable in my lifetime. I want the little <laughs> life I have well, left. Yes, what, what do you want to do there if you go? To Mars? What's not? <laughs> <laughs> what would I want to do on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the dark side of the moon where mm-hmm. nobody has a look at it and see what's mm-hmm. actually going on at the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on a Pink Floyd. <laughs> Pink Floyd. I do own that Pink Floyd album. Nice. Yes, <laughs> and that sort of gives away my age now. You know, but there are you know what uh, I'm looking for that one word now. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, you know, yeah. There are conspiracy theories, and I love these conspiracy guys. I, mean, I talk about it sometimes in my class. These conspiracy theories that are on the dark the side moon of the moon. landing was yeah. fake. There's all kinds of aliens that they're 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 out there. They're, Transformers. They're, they're, yeah. yes, they're just waiting to they're pounce on us. All us. kinds of yeah. stuff going on out there. So just to debunk you know, yeah. all these. You would go just to be like, listen, I went. There's no alien. <laughs> here's, a, here's a picture. I was there. But uh, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, sure. What about you, Kathy? Would you go? Yeah, I think I would go. Um, maybe, maybe later in life. Because <laughs> I think if I go now, I'll just be... I'll just be one of those regular people that if something goes wrong, I I die. <laughs> so no, I don't think I'm prepared to die just yet. But if I die in space, at least I can. At least somebody can write that on my grave. Died in space. Mm. R.I.P. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty. Nice. Yeah. Metal. Hashtag metal. <laughs> How about you, Tian? What do you think? Uh, I think I probably wouldn't go. Wow. Like honestly, really? I, I think I'd, I'd be wait. terrified. I think I'd, I'd wait until like I'm much, much older, mm-hmm. and I'm at near the end where I'm just like, well, bucket list. <laughs> um, I would want to see a few successful flights go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like someone who just just got trained as a surgeon yeah. who's about to do open heart surgery on me. I'd be like, well, exactly. Get a few more patients under your <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just seeing movies like Gravity and stuff like that. And yeah. It's just like, well, I mean, that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Things can blow up, That's and it's like, well, why? <laughs> Or you could see the moon, or you could see Earth rising. I think oh, that's one thing. So cool. Like seeing Earth outside, yeah. you know, your spaceship is one thing I I would really love to see. It's just mm. like Elise mentioned, I would like to see a couple flights come yeah. successful mm. first. So more news. Um, we will await more news from Elon and his team <laughs> for the twenty twenty three launch. But for all of you interested, please feel free to follow hashtag Dear Moon for Misawa's, uh project that he's looking to fund and launch a bunch of artists into space. It should be a really interesting thing to follow. So let's talk about some local achievements in space. Mm -hmm. McMaster University um, miniature satellite. Who wants to talk about this? (laughs) I think I just talked to This is news to me. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I just heard about this. Yeah, right now. Mm -hmm. 
Do you want to go ahead, Casey? So fill me in. Oh, okay. Um, so pretty much, I saw this mm. in the alumni kind of magazine that my brother gets because he went to McMaster University. But there was this project with the Canadian Space Agency that they mm -hmm. were giving funding to universities to make a satellite that they wanted to test. And I'm pretty sure the satellite is to test like radioactivity in astronauts in space. Oh, and cool. I tried to get funding for Mohawk College, uh, <laughs> did not end up right. <laughs> so I've, now I learned that Mohawk College does applied research and not satellite building. So <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, but then... It's pretty cool that McMaster actually gets mm -hmm. to do this because usually McMaster isn't really in known for their space achievements. It's more like U of T or Waterloo, mm -hmm. but good on McMaster, yeah. Yeah, and then it says the satellite is the size of loaf of the bread. Loaf of bread, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, by Canadian Space Agency, it will be onto space 2021. So it is built by radiation science graduate Andre Hanu plus 40 students. Yeah. Um, and once in a space, data from the satellite will beam to the ground and be collected and analyzed by researchers. So Very interesting. Three years. So let's talk about some um, laws and laws of physics in astronomy. Mm -hmm. Now that we have our expert Sabatino, we have our enthusiasts here, um, explain some of the 101 topics that people that maybe are interested in astronomy but don't know where to find out more, have heard these things thrown around and they're just mm -hmm. like, what does that mean? So let's talk about the heliocentric model and Copernicus. <laughs> well, I was like, man, I didn't think we were getting this deep in this episode. Mm -hmm. I would have to look up what the heliocentric, what the I know what Copernicus was doing at the time, mm -hmm. but I'm not quite certain the definition of heliocentric, if you can help me out on that one a little bit and see what... Uh, the earth, so the revolution of the one. earth uh, around the sun. Oh, I think it's yeah, at the time where it's like people thought that the earth was rotating or wasn't rotating sun. at all, or the sun, sun was rotating rotates. around the earth, mm -hmm. but then they figure out that the earth was actually rotating around the sun, but then the earth wasn't rotating in like a uniform but the earth was rotating itself mm. and then that was rotating around the sun <laughs> and it became like an elliptical circle kind of thing as well mm. and then so for all the flat earthers out there the <laughs> earth isn't flat it's actually a globe so mm. yeah, yeah maybe that's a real well, good, good old copernicus <laughs> yeah he had a problem with his theories and that was called the uh, the catholic church at the time <laughs> where no, everything revolves around the Earth, and, mm -hmm. and it's saying anything otherwise, uh, you get your head chopped off. And mm. it, it was blasphemy. So, but but Copernicus came up with his mathematical equations, uh, uh, as I uh, understand them, and he came up with the the, the the solution or the the concept that you know what you know, Earth is not the center of the universe. We actually revolve around the sun, mm. and. Others said the same thing, and the, the Catholic Church stepped in, to, and it says, well, no, you got to retract that. You can't be doing things like that at, at that time. So, But, yeah, that, that thing, that, I believe that was the, what heliocentric. Mm -hmm. What about the theory of relativity? Oh, that Didn't one. Didn't know you guys were getting quizzed on this show. <laughs> that one. Tian, you got you to handle on that one? <laughs> well, the theory, the theory of relativity is... Pretty much, it's a bit hard to explain because, <laughs> yeah. like, it all it also deals with like wavelengths and then like how, for example, if I was at one point here on 
I guess this side of the table and I looked at Jin, mm -hmm. my distance here would be different than mm -hmm. if I were at Sabatino's place on the table and looking at Jin. And then also where if one person is in like in motion and then it it's a bit hard to explain, but from the theory of relativity, Einstein's Einstein created kind of like his own theory of relativity. And then I think it was a couple of years back where they found somewhere in the ocean that Einstein's theory of relativity was actually proven true. Mm -hmm. So I guess you can do a nice Google search about that. Well, I, I, have <laughs> a, I have a simple kind of example Good. that we are using now. Yeah. So mm -hmm. basically the light has a different speed near the Earth or, or near the gravity. So what they do, like GPS, you, we use a satellite to get the locations and stuff, right? So when we use a, when we put the satellite into a space, mm -hmm. we have to slow down their clock because the time goes slower in the space. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. one of the examples that is true. Yeah. Before. Yes, all, all, all of these are, are correct, especially when he's talking about the satellite and the, and the GPS, uh, that's mm -hmm. all true. I, Einstein uh, came up with his theory of relativity, if I recall, around 1905. All, all of the big things that happened in, in physics were happening in the 1900s, 1905, mm -hmm. 1910, 1920, which brings us to where we are today. That's where all the big discoveries were. But Einstein came up with this theory of relativity. Basically, says that all, everything is moving, mm -hmm. and everything is moving relative to each other. Mm -hmm. And if we put a satellite in space, we have to take into consideration its speed versus the, the rotation of mm -hmm. the Earth, if you want it in that one spot. For GPS purposes, if it wasn't for Einstein's theory of relativity, we wouldn't be able to have GPS because in there he had an equation or a, an idea, a concept that when you're going to send a signal down from the satellite, mm -hmm. because the Earth is moving and then the signal you isn't going to for that. catch up. Mm -hmm. And then there's a time lag, uh, which uh, was mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. There is, there is a time lag that also part of the, the, the uh, theory of relativity, which has to go in there and all of this comes together such that when that signal is sent from that satellite and it reaches us putting it all together it's actually it actually hits the, the area where well wherever it's supposed to be going to our to our individual cell phones so we are at mm -hmm. the actual location so if it wasn't for the theory of relativity we wouldn't have GPS you know, at least accurate GPS amazing mm -hmm. before we get into our uh, next song I'm going to ask another really deep question. I apologize in advance. <laughs> so um, Hubble made the observation and the statement that the universe or was able to prove that the universe is always expanding. Mm. When people say expanding universe, what does that mean? It ties in with dark matter. Dark matter, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> now, if you consider the, the Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. imagine a little dot or whatever size it might have been, and it... it, it it suddenly explodes, like any other explosion. There is a wave that goes outward from that mm -hmm. center, and it continues to go upward, and that, that wave gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the theory of the Big Bang is, at the moment of the Big Bang, there, there was a, a, a huge amount of energy, the infinite amount of energy, and, and uh, in various books that I have read, they also called it infinite amount of heat mm. at that particular time, and that explosion expanded outward. There was a wave that went outward, mm. and, and it was hot. And the farther out it got from the center where the Big Bang was, the universe cooled. And as it cooled down, various planets formed and so on. But that expansion continues from, mm. from that original energy from that Big Bang. And as it goes outward, and it's, it was discovered by Hubble and others, proved by that, that expansion, we would think it would be slowing down. 
Uh, it's like you have a regular explosion. Right. You throw out a it eventually goes out. Eventually yeah. goes out. Yeah. But in fact, the universe isn't going down. It isn't even just expanded at a constant rate. It's going faster. Mm-hmm. It's expanding at a at a greater rate. So what's pushing it faster and faster and faster to the other rims of the of the universe? Dark matter. Our <laughs> <laughs> brings me back to dark matter. Yeah. What's causing this additional expansion? Dark. So do people say and dark matter dark when matter. they just can't explain something, or is it this <laughs> certain thing? So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice bucket. It's a wow. <laughs> so there's really a lot we don't know. We don't know. Uh, and its counterpart is dark energy. Amazing. Yeah. So they have the two. You have matter and energy. The two mm-hmm. are related by Einstein's equals mc squared equation, yeah. energy mass equation. Okay, we're going to take a brain break, <laughs> mostly for me, because I know we could go deep into these topics, mm-hmm. and unfortunately we only have an hour. Um, but I'm going to get you guys on speed dial for all of my questions Yay. about space. We're going to um, play the song Space Song, aptly named, by uh, the American band Beach House. This is off one of their newer albums, and we'll be back in a few minutes on Elise in Wonderland. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, we wish you joy. On 1015. 1015, the hog in me. Xin chào. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Huck. It is 5.51, and we are sadly ending our show about astronomy. Uh, Tian had to run to a meeting, so we have Kathy and Sabatino who are going to end off by telling us a bit more about some of the events that you've done in your astronomy club, some of the things that are coming up. Um, and then we will let everyone know how to get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more about your club. So let's start with some of the events you'd like to talk about. Uh, I guess the major one that Sabatino and I really like is our space garden that we did this uh, past summer. So we got a plot in the community garden. It's number 48 if anybody's wanting to take a look. And then we ended up getting space tomatoes from space. Uh-huh. So these tomatoes... Yes, explain <laughs> this, because that's really interesting. So the seeds were cultivated in space for, I believe, around six weeks to six months. And then they send it back to us on Earth. And then we get to plant and grow these space tomatoes mm-hmm. just to see if there's like different variations in like effects of it. And it just helps with uh, astronauts in kind of finding the effects of space and what happens in space and how it affects the seeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, how it affects the seeds. So then we ended up getting, I think it's called Blossom and Rot to our Blossom tomatoes. Rot. Oh. Yeah, so mm. do you want to explain a little bit more? Yeah, we were at the, the garden this summer. Yeah. And the tomatoes were growing, they were doing mm-hmm. well. And I oh. could see from the top of them, they're green, you know, uh-huh. and they're starting to turn a little bit red. So they look good. So I picked one up and I, I turned it upside down and I could see at the bottom of it was this black uh, oh, no. circular blob uh, mm-hmm. occurring in dark matter. Dark matter, yeah. <laughs> dark matter. That dark matter really messes everything up. The, the, the community garden had a, a coach there she's uh-huh. very good at, at understanding so mm-hmm. I, uh, she happened to be there at the time nice so I, I asked her about this and she said to us well that's uh, the cause of that is lack of calcium in the in the soil mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not space it wasn't it's space. not dark yeah. matter brought into the sea was that's it? what no, we were thinking more, more terrestrial than that yes. yeah we were like oh my god what if we brought aliens <laughs> into our garden <laughs> we had some fun about that yeah you know. they know mm-hmm. kind 
Space Guarded. So where can people find these seats? Can you get them yeah. online? Yeah, so it's actually a program run by, I think it's called I Love Science. Mm -hmm. It's a Canadian, or it's international right now, but it's an international space organization that works for introducing youth to STEM kind of technologies and programs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they do is this tomato thing. So if you go online to, I think it's called the Tomato Sphere, and it's on the nice. Canadian Space Agency website as well, and you can request some seats for your classroom, and then they'll send you the seats, and then you just got to report and germinate it, and then send them the report files for your germination process. So yeah, yeah cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and you get tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and Ka Kathy labeled them space tomatoes. Yes. I mean, when she first asked me about, do you want to grow space tomatoes? She says to me, I go, what, "What are you talking about now?" <laughs> so you guys have done some amazing events in the past with the Astronomy Club, dancing under the stars, ice mm -hmm. skating at Pier Eight, um, doing some stuff in partnership with the Moon Club for McMaster, mm -hmm. uh, shooting stars. Yeah, observing shooting stars. Yeah, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. You guys saw the latest, um, the latest asteroid shower, or yeah, we went. Up uh, we ended up going to TV McQuesten Park mm -hmm. to watch the Perseides meteor shower that happens in August. Meteor shower. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I know asteroid shower doesn't sound right. Meteor shower. I think it's it's the best one to view in Hamilton because you can actually see the shooting stars. But if you go up north, obviously any of the meteor showers mm -hmm. should be quite visible. Mm -hmm. So it's just our light pollution is pretty bad here in Hamilton and Toronto. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. We saw one up close. I think only a two members saw it when we went, but you could see that the asteroid or not asteroid, the meteor yes. was going by and then you can actually see the tail of it, which is wow. almost just glowing orange. It was Amazing. really cool. Wow. Yeah, amazingly, every time I looked elsewhere other than the sky, that's, that's when the shooting star yeah. occurred yeah. every time. I missed them all. Yeah, and then <laughs> dark Tien. matter again. Dark exactly. matter things. Tian saw all the helicopters that yeah. night. So whenever we're like, oh, it's one, and he's like, nope, that's Helicopter. a helicopter. The one, mm -hmm. one of the meetings that we had, uh, Tian and Kathy, they organized a painting session where they, they brought in some paint. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, painting the galaxy. Painting galaxy, <laughs> that's right. Oh, very lovely. And we, we all we all had the the uh, something to paint on the the, uh, the canvas. The canvas it was yeah. a canvas. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. So we all painted a galaxy. Nice. And Tian was good enough to put some pictures of galaxies on the board so we can copy mm -hmm. them. Nice. And, and that was a was a good night. And and as I said, it was, um, sometimes our. our uh, Meetings get a little loud, and security. <laughs> you guys keep it down. Yeah, Breaking yeah. out about space. Huh? Pretty much. We're trying to get a room, you know, away from the evening classes, the CE yeah. classes. It's difficult because the college is busy. There is there is a lot of activity here, even after hours, you know, mm -hmm. seven o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So I was leaving one of our meetings, and next to us was a CE class going on, and that, the door was open. I looked inside the door. The whole class, including the professor, they were at the other side of the room, as far away from the adjacent oh, wall from oh. us as they could get. I looked and I felt sorry for them. Oh, you guys are going to have to what keep, can I say? keep yeah. down the door. So yes. before we end our show, let everyone know how they can get in touch with you, how they can find out about the club. 
So the MSA I think has like a club. It's a, it's called like the MSA Hub. This was from last year. I'm not entirely sure if they have the same system, but if you can go on to the MSA Hub, there should be the Astronomy Club, and we're uh, number one on Yay. that website. So so check out the Mohawk College MSA website. That's yes. Mohawk Student Association website for those not acquainted, mm -hmm. and check out the information about the Astronomy Club. We're gonna post that on our Facebook page. Uh, the Elise in Wonderland Facebook page as well. Thank you so much for coming and chatting about your hobby, your passion, and all of your BTS. amazing insights. And BTS, of course, welcome. Thank you for having us. Uh, next week, we talk about Brazil. So please stay on uh, next Thursday at 5 p.m. for that. And we're going to end off with Cosmic Girl by Jamiroquai. Um, they're singing about a funk song about space. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you again, guys. And... Thanks for listening to another episode of Elise in Wonderland. See you next week.